it is uh, pretty incredible, this first section of the parable. I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of times we think of this when we think about the mustard seed, but it's incredible what Jesus is saying, considering what the reality of sowing seed is. He says that whenever this man goes and he scatters the seed on the land, he doesn't know how this seed kind of springs up, like it springs up kind of immediately, you know, without his purpose, without his intention. But I never thought anything of this until two, maybe three weeks ago, I went out with my dad to our lease where we try to get deer and we planted summer uh, crop and it was really hard work. Like we spent the whole afternoon out there and we he had, before he had to go and till the ground before and then we go there and sling all the seed and then you have to go and uh, scrape the ground again to make sure that all the seed is buried. And then hopefully there's rain later so that you don't have to go and do this all over again. It's a great investment. And so I want to talk about this idea of growing the kingdom of God, as Jesus talks about, but as Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke, the kingdom of God dwells within us. And so growing this kingdom of God is the idea of continual conversion. Continual conversion. Not a big act of repentance, but those small acts of repentance that lead us holier and holier to be transformed into the image of Christ. And how that process looks like based off of the three or three necessary components for growing something. And that's the soil, the seed, and the water. We know that Jesus speaks about a mustard seed, which I'll get to. But first, before getting to the seed, is this idea of soil and what the significance of soil in growing something, but also the significance of soil in Scripture. You know that soil it can only receive the word, Right? That soil can only receive a seed. It can't grow anything of its own. But that soil is only effective if it's really ground up and it's tilled up. It's not hard, but broken and beaten. And soil has its significance in this, is that man is created from the earth, right? Adam created from the dirt. And this idea of humility is foundational. It's the foundation of Christian virtue Even the etymology of the word humility means from the earth, humus, right, from the earth. And so the soil needs to be broken up and needs to be ground up through the act of contrition, through the act of repentance. But that can only happen if there is self-knowledge, St. Teresa of Avila says. Self-knowledge is the foundation, that humility, the foundation of the spiritual life. And it's hard to have real self-knowledge to really pay attention to ourselves if we only have trivial knowledge, only paying attention to trivial things, because then our mind is set upon nothing, and it's not set upon ourselves, and so then able to redirect itself towards the Lord. So self-knowledge and repentance is the soil, the foundation that causes humility to be able to receive the seed, the word of God. But then secondly is the seed, and the kind of seed that God is planting as a mustard seed. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, it's very small. It's, um, it's, uh, Jesus isn't joking. It's the tiniest of seeds, right? It's, uh, it's like a little freckle. And it grows into a big, uh, a really big bush. I mean, Jesus calls it a tree, but it's just a really big, ugly-looking bush. 
you know, that'll be like 10 to 20 feet tall. And these seeds, you can imagine that if you're going to grow something that big, what Jesus isn't talking about is this man kind of tilling the soil, and he's got this one mustard seed. And he's going to put this one seed into the ground, and voila, from this, a plant is going to grow. No, if he's going to do this, and he's going to throw out a bunch of seed. Whenever uh, we had gone to the lease and we had tried to throw seed out to, to grow, we had a big sack, uh, like a 50-pound sack of seed. We stuck it on the front of this uh, kind of ATV side-by-side. Uh, -side, and we'd throw the seed. Well, at one point, um, the bucket kind of came undone. And so all this seed is just dumped out. And once the seed is dumped out, it does no good that it's just in this pile, even though it might be in a good place. And at the same time, there were other times when we'd drive around, we'd throw seed, and it would go on places where soil wasn't good. And so this mustard seed that Jesus is talking about first, the size of it, is that what God can do great things even with little things, right? That in the smallness of the Eucharist, that he can form the whole church. In the smallness of the Blessed Virgin Mary is the Savior going to be brought into the world. But God doesn't oftentimes rely upon one little thing. Like God, we cannot expect for continual conversion to happen just from making that one confession that happened six months ago. Or for making that one holy hour that happened three months ago. Or for making that one retreat that happened this past school year. That's not, it's, it's going to be a little thing, yes but not one little thing. But God throws out, as a good sower, throws out a lot of seed, and he spreads the seed out. He throws it out faithfully, he throws it out frequently, but also in the right spot. The seed has to land in the right spot. And so likewise, we throw out these seeds, these small, almost unseen, microscopic acts of charity, but throwing them out frequently and faithfully in the right spot that I don't waste my acts of charity just with the people whom I like. I don't pile them all up into just a few relationships. But I have to throw these seeds out of charity, out towards my family, towards the coworkers that I'm with this summer, perhaps, and towards those who deserve this seed, who we know will bear fruit, even though perhaps we don't desire to throw those seeds, those small acts of charity their way. Then the third point is the actual water. Whenever Jesus is talking about this, like obviously there aren't sprinkler systems in Israel. Um, every, all water is controlled by Rob Perillo in Israel. You know, there's, there's nothing that man can control except for Rob, sorry. But um, this water comes whenever it comes. You know, one of the things that my dad would say to us growing up, and he even like reminds us, he like speaks in mantras. He kind of sounds. He's he's kind of like um, like uh, y'all might uh, know Foghorn Leghorn, the rooster. He's like, well, well, wait, you know, see, um, you, you see, uh, you, you work when you when you can't work. Now, what you want to work? You work when you can't work. You know, now what you want to work? Um, see, that's lost. Never mind. Okay, that, that, this is the generational gap. So uh, you work when you can work, not when you want to work. The idea is that sometimes. The weather's just bad, and you can't go out and plant. And sometimes we want to repent, and we are not capable of it. And it's because the Spirit, as Jesus says in the Gospel of John, comes from where no one knows, 
and it goes where no one knows, right? No one knows where it comes from, and no one knows where it goes. And the reality is, is that sometimes we want to repent, but it's not up to us. And other times, God sends the Holy Spirit movements in our hearts, quiet, maybe sudden, and those movements we have to respond to in the moment. We must, because if not, then grace will not capitalize, right? This, the work of sanctification is not something that I can just plan out and kind of schedule like a workout plan, where I can say like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, by year five, I'm going to be this holy, you know, and it's going to be based off of my effort. It's God who sends his spirit and moves our hearts to initiate the work of sanctification and to complete the work of sanctification. That if God is going to send his spirit within our hearts, send the rain, the dew of his spirit, then we need to be able to respond to it at the time when he sends it. And lastly, um, the kind of the crowning achievement, right? We've talked about the foundation being humility and self-knowledge, but this crowning achievement is what we heard in the first and the second readings is that all these birds tend to come to this tree. That in the first reading, the birds come once uh, the Lord takes this, this, uh, this cedar tree. And then in this, in this gospel here, Jesus says that the branches shoot out so that birds from all the world can come and find refuge here. And that's that ongoing conversion cannot be for the sake of self-improvement. So often we use God, we use our desire for holiness just as a way to make ourselves feel better about ourselves or to initiate a cleaner conscience or just for the sake of our own peace and our enjoying. Those are all fine motivators in the beginning, but in the end, the crowning achievement of the kingdom of God that dwells within us must lead to hospitality, must lead to hospitality for the church, for the kingdom of God here on earth. So we ask that the Lord can break up our hearts, the soil of our hearts through humility and self-knowledge, that he can continually allow us to spread our acts of charity, those small in the right places and in abundance, and that when he sends the movements of this Holy Spirit, we may respond to them generously.